everybody, and welcome back to the Easy Mojo Podcast. You have BG, Brian Gilronan here. Daniel here. What's up, everybody? All right. And today we are joined by our very special guests. Um, we've got Misty Perholz and Jeff Perholz. We yeah. have a twofer today. So we're very excited to say hello, everybody. Hello, hello everybody. everyone. <laughs> yes. All right. So. Um, Thanks for being here. Absolutely. We've known Misty and Jeff for quite a while. I think Daniel longer mm-hmm. um, through Whispering Beard and their work with um, all the audio visual work yeah. there. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, but Misty and Jeff, if you want to kick us off with just how did you guys meet, all that backstory fun stuff, and we'll get to talking about the the music in the present day in a moment. Jeff was a guitar player in a college bar, and I was a little hippie chick who loved to dance. <laughs> and, uh, she didn't play any guitar at all. She did. She wasn't a musician, and and we met. I saw her big cheese. You know her smile. Everybody wow. sees it from a distance. So, in the middle of a dark crowd, there's this big cheese. And Quinn said, <laughs> "I was like, who is this girl?" And one of my guitar players in the band at the time was like, "I know she's in one of my classes. We'll arrange this." So, and then we started seeing each other. And the most random gift I could ever give somebody was a harmonica. Like, mm-hmm. I, like she doesn't play anything, but there was something about her. She'd do karaoke and uh, okay, yeah. you know, things like that. And I didn't know what to get her for her birthday the first time. So I was like, "Something tells me she's musical more than this." And the only thing I could mm-hmm. think of was a harmonica. And most people would be like, "What's wrong with you?" But I think I actually was like that. Yeah, she was definitely <laughs> like, like that. What What is this thing? But then we had, you know, you guys know, we, this is Ohio University, you know, mm-hmm. so we always have those big Halloween parties. Oh yeah. So it's epic. so she dressed as Janice, and um, she had the harmonica with her as Janice, and then what she would do is hide around a street corner, <laughs> hop out in the middle of a crowd, and, and stare at somebody, and then go honk honk with the harmonica, <laughs> and then they would be prompted to do. Uh, you know, an ad lib. I was walking down the street. Oh, no way! Yeah, awesome. and so that's where it started. And, you know. I've always been very persuasive. Yeah. That is, that so is I, a mischief maker. So right I think there. it really was an awesome um, uh, gift because it catapulted her into other music and other instruments, and, huh. and now she's a full-on guitar-playing rock star. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Both I didn't of you even are. know it was possible. You know, I didn't <laughs> grow up in a household with musical instruments or anything mm-hmm. like that although okay. i always tell these sto- or hear these stories about my two older sisters having a guitar and a drum mm-hmm. kit and a clarinet mm-hmm. and all this stuff but they're a little bit older than i am so those things were not in the house by the oh, time i came around so taken away <laughs> yeah i think that that actually might be the truth that they yeah, were yeah. they were like let's not mention these Your things folks are like maybe <laughs> you don't want to be have... a drummer you don't want to be a drummer <laughs> you wouldn't like it <laughs> like we've had enough music making for one for now. Yes. <laughs> Off to college with you. <laughs> you know that we that we moved to Cincinnati. Uh, the band I was in at the time had a record deal, and that mm-hmm. uh, that went well for about five seconds, and it fell apart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and we happened upon around uh, around 2000. We happened upon the Southgate House, and they were doing oh. an open mic every week. And something the said, old like, "Why are we not why are we not hanging out with other musicians and and playing?" You know. Uh, playing uh, shows ourselves and so forth. So we went inside, barely could get through three songs, and then that became the catapult to our our career here in Cincinnati. We just mm-hmm. kept going back every week. And okay. I, in that Southgate house from about 2000 to 2010, I, I, there's so many musicians that went to that oh, that yeah. di- I, I'd never seen play in front of anybody. And those mm-hmm. musicians are now CAA nominees. Yeah, man. And, yeah. Uh, it really yeah. was a, th- a therapy that 
got Misty out of her shell to the point oh, okay. where she finally booked My, her. I had a very thin shell, to be honest with you. You know, I always had a lot of courage and not yeah. a lot. Well, I mean, if you're running around with harmonicas, I mean, yeah. it's pretty brazen, you know? I, I had a lot of courage, but not a lot of skill, you know? Okay. So I was playing out and way before I should have been to be honest with you no, you know? no yeah no. for sure like I remember the first gig that I booked I just like walked into a bar and I was like um, I'll play for 50 bucks on a Thursday night if you want and they were like okay and never like here hear, <laughs> who is this person yeah, yeah it's fine and and then when I then the reality of them saying yes came crushing down. I was like, like I have oh. to learn like four hours of material, oh. and the best I could learn, I and then maybe I could play ten songs. I think that's and an so awesome. I had to oh, yeah. cram, and you, yeah. it was crazy. So was this all? Singer songwriter on guitar. I mean, yeah, so I mean, you started him on harmonica and then came guitar. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Guitar is still pretty much the only thing yeah, I'm really okay. halfway decent at. But um, huh. yeah, I just sort of I could barely even <clears throat> play bar chords at that time on guitar. You know, I mean, maybe not even. And maybe I just, could play B minor. That was it. And you just started booking gigs. Yeah. Yeah, booking gigs in the open mic every week. Literally, uh, there was kind of a Cheers vibe, if you will, for yeah. musicians, oh, yeah. where we'd all go every week. And the idea was, you know, you'd come back with songs that um, you didn't know and, and then try to play them. And you would try things that were outside your limits and mess up intentionally. Cause, you know, I, I so you guys were all it, kind I, of pushing each other. Yeah, I yeah. created it to, like, you know, Moss Eisley Spaceport in Star Wars, where you walk mm-hmm. in and there's all these different <laughs> kinds of human beings from all walks of life. You know, one guy's playing spoons. Strange cantina vibe. Yeah, but you had nothing to lose there, you know? Yeah. So you'd try things that you yeah. normally wouldn't because you're not getting paid to be there. You're there and you yeah. enjoy yeah. yourself. And then you just have this whole chip off your shoulder. And then you start interacting with other musicians. And in the process of doing so, they'd ask you to sit in on their songs. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody mm-hmm. needed a bass player or a drummer. You'd start oh, yeah. playing drums, start playing bass. And, yeah. and you became versed at you know kind of being on the fly mm-hmm. yeah and jeff was and already listening. and listening yeah, and, yeah, and thank you That's and right. it really became a unique skill set that we right. acquired there because jeff was already a really fine and accomplished musician i mean he had spent time at berkeley and mm-hmm. and all this stuff and um i mean i <laughs> it's sort of funny in a way that i got kind of more attention maybe because i was so brazen mm-hmm. you know and, and he and he was always just really skilled, but maybe a bit more timid because he'd always been locked into a band world. Right, it's like this is the, oh yeah. right, this mm-hmm. is the formula, right? Yeah. Well, think about that. You know, you've been in a you've been in a band that you've trusted each other for for years, and you step outside the band. So says, well, you know, you play in a band. You how many songs do you guys do? Sixty. Well, why don't you play a few of those tunes? Mm-hmm. And then you can't do it on your right, own. Right, right. Yeah. Because you've been so doing bad. it with yeah, right, yeah. yeah. You, you know, so the idea was to be able to handle yourself as your own musician. And be able to go out and entertain as yourself. You yeah, know? don't be that. Don't be reliant, reliant upon everybody mm-hmm. else. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. then the same thing happened with her. She started doing the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was an. Inter- I mean, it was really such a nurturing environment that it's almost hard when I reflect on it to put it into words because I'm not even sure I've actually been in an environment quite like it could, since. Could you guys describe um, for those who are you know not from Cincinnati or, or so young they don't remember the old Southgate house just what that was and what it looked like. The and you're talking and about stuff. the lounge yeah, open mics Jeannie's right? Lounge, yeah. 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 And, and I think that probably not right at the beginning but that when I was playing with Tupelo Honey that I met you guys right. yeah. through that whole Southgate mm-hmm. house crowd. Yeah. And, yeah. Sure. and then we went on and did so, what an album together. So, yeah. You know, that's yeah. Yeah. That's where we really met with Southgate. So a lot of the people right. that 
you know, or my friends these yeah. days. And I, I cut my teeth there yeah. for sure. It's fantastic. Yeah, I couldn't even get in the door when I first started playing there. Yeah. I always because equi- <laughs> you were too young. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people were. <laughs> I quit the Southgate house. Uh, Just hang around for ten minutes. And yeah. come back. <laughs> I, I equate the Southgate house kind of. Uh, it's similar to what the Troubadour was in the 70s in, mm-hmm. in L.A. So mm-hmm. the Troubadour, there's all of these musicians coming up in the L.A. scene where uh, they, uh, the Troubadour had what was called a hoot night, you know, and that was equivalent to the um, the open mic night at the Southgate House. So it had mm-hmm. that parallel where all these musicians came in to, to hang out and be together. Uh, but it also uh, was a staple for touring acts, right? You know, so like back at the Troubadour, you had it. Elton John's first American oh, performance yeah. was at the Troubadour. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. you, you had uh, the Eagles, Poco. You had uh, even Neil Diamond. Carol King, Carole of course. King, Bonnie Raitt. Yeah, yeah, James Jackson Taylor, Brown. Uh, hmm. Linda Ronstadt. Mm-hmm. It goes on and on. But that, I kind of equated that. Uh, that venue in, in LA to to what uh, what we had with Southgate House in, in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and it's Absolutely. you know just this old historic home that the Tommy gun apparently was invented in. That yeah, that's the legend that somebody you know had the good idea like hey this is a big house let's put a club in it and so you know for those of you who aren't in the area that might be listening it's you know kind of was a spooky looking red old yeah. mansion it was right. a psycho house rock and roll venue yeah, yeah. You know, it literally Somewhat looked like the just psycho an, house right just enough dilapidation going on yeah. the, the to keep not... it cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it was a special that was a special yeah. time for sure yeah, yeah. and and there's something about that that front room the lounge that the acoustics were so beautiful i don't know if it was mm-hmm. the old wood mm-hmm. or um <laughs> The years of smoke just perforating oh, yeah. everything, yeah. And, and the old <laughs> the old portraits and the mm-hmm. dim lights. I mean, it yeah. was really just the most perfect environment mm-hmm. for someone who may be learning or shy to kind of develop. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I mm-hmm. can't really express how crucial it was personally in my development as a musician. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I mean, I've been yeah. playing for a long time before that, but. To be able to communicate with other musicians and and not have the the threat of it being a paid gig, you know, just to be able right. to let's just have fun. No together. expectations. Right. Uh, and I, I and you know a lot of people I've never even played with you before. Would you come up and play you know lead on this or mm-hmm. sing harmony on this? Do you know any uh, Beatles? Do you know any that? You know, sure, I can do that. And then you would just go wing it, and it became it became part of the excitement, you know. More so than oh, sometimes yeah. your even your own songs, but cutting your absolutely that way, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so fantastic. They even let me play drums sometimes. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's badass. I just pretty much played kick and tom, mm-hmm. but it was tribal. But then you get better at it. <laughs> but you're doing it right. <laughs> you're feeling it. I was feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> you developed a pocket. Yeah, man. <laughs> and we of course love the current Southgate House revival. Don't we? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They've kept the spirit too. alive, the spirit man. Lives absolutely. On. Yeah. 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 Just in a different place. Do they they still do the open mic ever there? don't but you know Marella and I because I hosted it for a little while um you know after you know the host that we had was this great guy named Dennis Dowling Mm -hmm. and then there after Dennis there was kind of like I don't know like a stream of people like we had sort of like a roster of a different person every week you know Billy Catfish Mike Coons me Mm -hmm. I think there were a couple others too oh uh, Michael Burst Mm -hmm. and we just kept rotating and it was good because it wasn't such a you know if you have a day job it's not such a commitment to have to go every single Monday night right yeah um, but so I got to be one of the hosts and oh, wow. so, so Morella and I kicked around. We always had these ideas of having like a Friday night open mm-hmm. mic once a month or, you know, kind of revive some of that old crew or mm-hmm. maybe like, yeah. um, it, 
you know, we just haven't really been able to, to make it happen yet. Right. But I always keep my fingers crossed for that. Well, that lounge in the revival room, you know, it's is beautiful too. Outstanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the artists in residency every Wednesday yeah. night. That's a cool mm-hmm. yeah. thing to catch. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's great. And as I was saying, we had our our big like 15th anniversary show for our band. We've released a lot of our records there and stuff. But um, at, at the anniversary party, I I said Morella has never said no to me. <laughs> Any idea I've ever brought to her, she's been like, yeah, I think we could do that. So I mean, she she's awesome. She is the crossover. And of Marella, course, her, if you're her listening, late father Ross, mm. of course, we're the crossover between the two mm-hmm. locations that mm-hmm. really became the nurturing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, beings of the whole local music scene, I think. That, that I regardless agree. of where it is, whether it's the old uh, Psycho House looking Southgate House or the new <laughs> Southgate House revival, I mean, that's home to us. Yeah. Yeah. As far as we we're concerned as musicians. Yeah, man. So, yeah. yeah, to go back and do our 15th anniversary, it's hard to believe we've been a band for 15 years now, but that was a total home run. You know, mm-hmm. we had so many friends come out yeah. and, and get up and play with us. We had a big string section a horn section mm-hmm, and um mm-hmm. you know i've got a multi-track of it and i can't wait to mix it <laughs> no, <laughs> i'm very excited to hear that yeah, yeah. and what band are you talking about in particular good segue yeah look at you daniel yeah, i know we're right? in a rock Good band job. called the newbies yes. the newbies, the newbies. Yeah. yeah 15 years 15 years in our band the newbies Man. Yeah. damn that's quite a feat yeah. <laughs> it is, you know the the yeah, only way to you know it, the only way to keep it together is you know not get divorced essentially. You know, <laughs> you can get you can get separated, right? Yeah, there's not a, you know we've had yeah. a lineup changes, sure, uh, and I think you know we started that band in our twenties and now here we are <laughs> in our forties. Um, <clears throat> But we, uh, well, we can edit that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, we can edit that out later. Was that but, 30s? Is that what I mean? 30, but, yeah, 30s. 30s. No, that's, that's 30s, right. Yeah. That's right, as I shake my head, no. <laughs> uh, I think the thing you realize after a while is uh, in a band that, you know, when you get developed after years, is if, mm-hmm. if there is somebody that's feeling a little bit of pressure in the band, you know, they're not, they're, it's not working out for whatever the reason may, may be. I think we've kind of adapted this no hard feelings mentality. Mm-hmm. So if, if the, even if it's like, you know, there's a, there's a major gig we got and one of the guys can't make it, you know, for whatever reason. It's There's like a no hard feelings, Don't you know, everything's going to be fine. You hmm. continue to do the gig, you find somebody that will, will want to fill in for that. And mm-hmm. and so we've created that rolling, vibe yeah. in our band, mm-hmm. band uh, to be... Uh, to move forward as best we can, no matter what. And mm-hmm. I, there's not a time we can't call on any of our original members to come back and, and oh, play. Oh, um, sit in and it, yeah, fill they, in. They and, they yeah. do, they do. Mm-hmm. And and it's not even really filling in. It's more of a continuation. Wow. And I think I like that. that's cool. I really dig that. Yeah. That's that's really that's uh, yeah. We don't know how to stop. As you know, it's <laughs> a strange thing. But I don't know. It's it's. I think when we did our 15th anniversary show, every person except for one because she was on tour that's ever been in the newbies maybe i think or yeah. a full-time member of the newbies mm-hmm. performed with yeah. us yeah. that's awesome yeah. there were a lot of us mm-hmm. that's really cool <laughs> and so did the newbies grow out of the southgate house open mic yes. nights or it did you okay. there was this uh what, what the website was the right? yeah it's yeah. still around yeah, it's still, it's still mm-hmm. around but still at that there. time there wasn't Really much of there, you know, MySpace was still in development, so oh, you get that <laughs> idea how long ago this was. But that message right. board uh, was the key to forming so many bands. And so, in, in a certain 
uh, light, you might say at that time it was more it was more easy to form a band because everybody had similar interest on that page. It was mm-hmm. local, mm-hmm. Um, but the it literally we put out an ad for uh, on the page for a singing drummer and Tim Seiwert who plays with us to this day. Oh wow! Um, yeah. Answered. You know, he was the first guy to reply, and then mm-hmm. the bass player, our original bass player, Chris Demelli, was mm-hmm. the first guy to reply on that thread. Okay. And wow. We just immediately hit it off, and then I think that that Southgate House vibe, the open mic vibe of you know, there was kind of this feeling of let's have fun. I, we don't have to be so uptight about trying to do something. Mm-hmm. And so out of that, it, we just had an amazing uh, connection and, and we all hit it off really well. And we had an album out in like a couple months, I think. Yeah. Damn. And everybody was singing, everybody was writing, you know, that, and that's always been a dream band for me mm-hmm, is to mm-hmm. uh, be in a band where everybody kind of contributes at some point. Oh yeah. You can take a step back. You know. Yeah. We, My favorite bands are that way. Yeah, we also sure. like recorded almost every moment. Yeah, until until actually about maybe for like the first five years we did we, like every we, rehearsal every yeah. rehearsal really we recorded pretty much every single here. moment yeah. and yeah. I mean conversations are the funniest part to listen to <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 But, I mean, we'd run tape just you know <laughs> just roll tape similar. before it, you actually, get your your venue here looks exactly like uh, what our basement did at that time and mm-hmm. we would track and then you would play it back the next day and you'd better yourself as a musician you know and huh. mm-hmm. we were mm-hmm. really into improvising. You know, mm-hmm. And so we would spend tons of time, you know, just improvising and getting the feel for each other's musicians. And mm-hmm. and we really grew. You know, the first album that we did, we were pretty green. And I, if you see like sure. some, I think the first year we were together, we played New Year's Eve at the Southgate House. And mm-hmm. oh, yeah. we, there's a video of it. And we're so hyper. <laughs> like we're like everything about us is so young and, yeah. and just like, uh, ah, you know, like it's like we're on speed or something. Yeah. And, and everything's, everything's really fast. fast. Yeah, sure. And uh, yeah, yeah. it just seems like we're so animated. We got through all our material yeah. in an hour. We yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's be two hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, we've never had a shortage of material for sure. Uh, but, yeah. but it, you know, but now, you know, I think those years in the basement, and listening to what mm-hmm. our work was, mm-hmm. it really mm-hmm. helped us get seasoned. Yeah, for you know? sure. And there's nothing like listening to yourself to know what you don't want to do. Oh, dude. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Yeah. That's really smart, though. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, because there it is. There it is in all its flawed yeah. glory. Mm-hmm. Well, Jeff always tells this great story about this kid in high school that said, you know, just record yourself and see. Oh, yeah. You know, in high school, I grew up in Maryland and we had this, mm-hmm. uh, everybody else has musicals. Uh, but we had something called Rock and Roll Revival. And okay. Rock and Roll Revival took place, the musical, in about a 1,500-seat auditorium. And hmm. everybody at the school would audition. I was, it was a pretty big school I mm-hmm. went to. Mm-hmm. And we we would we would all audition. You could audition for band. You can audition for dancing as like a background dancer, okay. backup singers, lead singers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a cast of 250 people. Wow. And so you, our, my first gig in front of everybody was a sold out crowd at my high school, you know, and, and I had to play rock and roll hoochie coo by oh, Rick Derringer and I saw her standing there by the Beatles. Damn. And, um, you know, and, and I think let it be was another one. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I, I had to play piano and let it be, which I'm not, I'm more of a guitar player than a piano player. So I play the piano. And then when the guitar solo happened, I would get up from the piano and go out and play the guitar solo. And oh, everyone wow. go, yeah. <laughs> um, but I did it, you know, and you don't, and this is high school. Yeah, this is high school. It was, it was a dream come true. Rock Born and roll revival. Performer. And they would have like 40, 40 to 50 songs, you know, and, and, and many of them you didn't know. So they were educating you on rock and, oh, okay. rock and roll, uh, right. the depths of rock and roll. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and it wasn't always just like Beatles and, and Rolling Stones. They really went into the catalog. But anyhow, so we get so we I, I go do this for the first time, and thank God there are dress rehearsals in front of all your <laughs> class members because you got yeah. you know you got to pass their little, audition little, before you get play. a feel for it. So, right? yeah. so we do this Let It Be thing, oh and, and and I play Let It Be, and you know I went to the bass player who was my friend. I was like Rob, I said, how did I do? And you know he didn't want to tell me I I did terribly, but he mm-hmm. said I think if you listen to that recording you'll fix everything ah, that you need to fix and i that's did that's a nice way and, to say that yeah and i did and that's been that was like a life changing moment yeah mm-hmm. and i think it you know if we've tried to pass that on in our band and continuously you know just kind of throw throw it out there with without you know saying this has got to be fixed and blah 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 mm-hmm. just try to like listen to yourself and make your own improvements yeah, from there yeah, yeah. and you'll find that the the music uh, benefits from that oh that's so great mm-hmm. yeah i love it I think I'm going to start doing that, Brian. Uh, we sh- <laughs> get used to it. You know, it's like reality television. Just the camera's always on. That. <laughs> oh. The fun thing is, no, is yeah, we, I mean, we get together with Tim every few years, you know, mm-hmm. and it, um, to just we go back and listen to a bunch Tim of the old stuff. Yeah, you know, and it's almost like you're listening to like your own uh, anthology or something, oh, yeah. and we yeah. crack up over it. You know, you get to listen to the past. I mean, that's yeah. such a gift, you know? right? Mm-hmm. Like such a cool, mm-hmm. cool thing. Mm-hmm. It so, is, huh? So how many uh, albums do the newbies have? Five studio albums. Five, okay. Am I right? Wait. So cool. There's a four studio albums. Two, uh, read. <laughs> four studio albums and two live records. Okay, yeah. okay. That's yeah. Cool. That is, albums, whatever. That is awesome. And you were referencing your, you you had your anniversary show? Mm-hmm. 15th anniversary. And how many people were on stage? Because I know we didn't really touch on... You know the kind of music that you well, play, and we had four yeah. strings, we had uh, three horns, so there's seven ensemble players, uh, and then we had, had uh, you know, the five piece on top of co- the twelve, so up to up to fifteen, sixteen players because we had guests up at at some point yeah. singing harmonies, background vocals, and man, mm-hmm. percussionists, yeah. percussionists, that is so cool. the battle royal, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> battle royal of rock musicians. But you know, it's kind of like. Uh, I mean, it's, it's always difficult, I think, when someone asks you to describe what you sound like, because you have sort of in your mind what you think you sound like, and mm-hmm. then someone's like, no, no, no. Like, I remember the first time that we made it into Midpoint, the, you know, the oh, the, yeah. Music, yeah. the big music festival that used to be in, in yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, years past, yeah. That, um, you know, you had to audition, or not really audition, but you had to submit to, mm-hmm. to be able to be mm-hmm. involved in it. And the first year we got in, we were... We were really excited, but then, <laughs> you know, the local uh, paper was, re- you know, did a little like shows to catch. Yeah, it's like, and it let said, me put you in this box. Here you go. And it was like the newbies for fans of <laughs> Don Henley what? and, and, uh, and Ben Folds <laughs> and I think Billy Joel. And I was thinking, okay, maybe I Wait see Ben Folds, but I didn't pick up on any of these others, you know. Oh, that's wild. And so that was the first time I'm like, okay. That was the end of our innocence. <laughs> I think, but I think that was the first time I was like, okay, I think I know what we are, but it's interesting to think what other people yeah. think we are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, and, and I always make the joke about being a female singer that – Without fail, somebody always comes up to you and says, "You sound just like Janis Joplin." Oh, jeez. And or, or the other one, you sound just like Sheryl Crow. And sometimes I think it's because they they like you and mm-hmm. they're not even sure who to compare you to. They're trying. So to it's connect. a compliment, regardless. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, sure. Because yeah. those are both amazing female artists. You yeah. Know? Um, but it 
it's interesting that, or maybe I just sound like John Joplin and Cheryl Crow combined. I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we dig all that music. We, you know, we do Janice. Yeah. You know, we 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 do our original music, and we're you know half the time we're doing uh, a Beatles band. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the, the newbies have. Uh, you know, there was a period I think in the late two thousands where we were invited to do. I don't know if you guys played it. We, we did uh, 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 a Beatles benefit down mm. at the, um, was it the Poison Room? It was the Poison time? Room. Oh my then. God. Yeah. yeah. Down and on four yeah. Six? Plum? Yeah. And, and that's plum. Whatever, whatever. Yep. It wasn't <laughs> was like plum. a money making gig, it was Jesus. a benefit for, uh, for an, an art, art show. Charity. And uh, they and the owner of the club asked us to be the host for a Beatles show, and I was like, "Well, we know three Beatles songs. Maybe huh. we could do that. Let's host it and let's mm-hmm. yeah. invite all these other bands." And at the same time, um, you know, this uh, a friend of a friend moved to the area who played strings, and he was like, "I'm oh. looking to be a part of a rock band." Uh, and you know, kind of do a first thing I want to do is do a string open mic, you know, and, and like what they do at Southgate, but for strings only. Mm. The second thing I want to do is kind of mix rock and strings together. And I was like, well, it's funny, you know, I know the Beatles have some strings. Would you be interested mm-hmm. in playing this with mm-hmm. us? Mm-hmm. That that was life changing for us, you know. It it, it um, just that the, one the string on, a string ensemble came played with us. We did I'm the Walrus, mm-hmm. a couple of things, and it was just you noticed in the crowd right away that when we started playing with these strings that everybody you know the whole night every you know people are enjoying themselves but there's always people talking at the bar you oh, know yeah. in the back yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. all of a sudden everybody stopped what they were doing and just like turned towards the stage and when that happened for our entire set i was like we're on to something with here. the string quartet it was yeah. like oh this yeah. this this is working yeah yeah it's cool so 12 years later here we are you know we, we've <laughs> been all over the world playing beatles music yeah. uh we 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 you know, hmm. and, and and the the benefit of that for for us as an original artist is that we've incorporated that ensemble into our original music. So right. now we have a horn section a lot of times, string section, and it's really beefed mm-hmm. up our sound. To, you know, yeah, yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. I do. Brian. I got that yeah. opportunity at um, uh, Whispering Beard a yeah. few years ago. Right? Yeah, that was that a was killer set. Official newbie. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just really. List, s- I was really struck. I mean, the thing I really appreciated about you guys was like, okay, here's your charts. You're good to go. It's all in Dropbox. Yeah. Trust you're going to do this the right way. I'm like, oh, <laughs> never played Beatles before. Yeah. Here we go. Right. <laughs> and I attribute that to Vince, the guy oh, yeah. that, you know, look, Vince Schicchetti. He was a viola player and he that he taught me he basically taught me how to how to create and arrange for strings and horns. Mm-hmm, you know, it mm-hmm. started with Vince and I started asking questions and you know, thank God for Google, but in in, mm-hmm. in all of this process I you know, I learned how to use Sibelius and we started uh, implementing these Beatles uh, stylings and this work ethic of clean hmm. charts into mm-hmm. our own band. Mm-hmm. And um, I, d- you know, I, I, I didn't know what Cleffa Viola read before 2007. I had right. no idea. And and so you start asking those questions, and it, it it was always in our world that I would have a chart and I'd give it to somebody and be mm-hmm. organized in a book. That's the way Vince did it, mm-hmm. so that's the way I did it. That's that's the model. Yeah, so let's, let's thank him for that. <laughs> thank you, Vince. We appreciate. You actually have to thank Danny Manning from Just Strange Brothers oh. because he's the one who was saying, yeah, you could probably do the horn charts a little bit differently. You know, he was yeah. another mentor okay. of Jeff's for okay. yeah. for doing parts charts. of music you don't even know. You know, uh, right, never yeah. think of a horn section. You know. If anyone's charting for horns, they need mm-hmm. to know that it's almost like charting uh, your right hand on a piano. The fingers can't be too far apart to where you can't play. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, man, you, ha- right. you have to keep, oh, keep right. it together. So, yeah. Yeah. so horns are written. Strings can be written all over a, a mm-hmm. piano, metaphorically speaking. But you know, horn, horn section 
needs to be. You can only make it so many yeah. jumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Danny. Yeah, <laughs> I personally appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we got the newbies band. We got the Beatles tribute band. Is that yeah? Yeah. What else do you guys do? We have a side project with our friend Michelle Hammer called the Duo Jets. Duo Jets? Mm-hmm. Yes, and Michelle's a friend of ours back from the old OU days. Mm, nice. And Michelle and I were kind of on the same trajectory for learning to play guitar and, and write and everything like that. Um, she was Jeff's friend first, but he was he was like, man, you got to meet my friend Michelle. You two are like two peas in a pod, mm, and nice. we are. We're still, you know, as close as close can be all these years later. I mean, I hate to That's say really how many cool. years Yeah, we're going to dinner 25. tonight when we get done with you guys. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, nice. I was just going to nice. ask, is she in the area? Yeah. She yes. is. She is now. She's oh, been here okay. close to five years. She, okay. um, She's worked in, um, in really big time movie stuff and TV stuff in L.A. for a, a number of years. Mm-hmm. And then she went to Nashville for a while and uh, did the whole songwriting thing in Nashville. And she kept coming and visiting us and really liking... The environment, the Cincy, yeah, yes. Northern Kentucky. Vibe. Well, she came to record an album about the same time uh, January. We were recording Two Blow Honey, you know, oh. Oh, track at your album. guys' place. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys can look up uh, Michelle Hemmer's "Beautiful Seconds." That was done in our recording studio, which nice. is also our newbies' practice space. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful uh, space. Uh, thank you, thank you. And um, you know, so so from that, we still have this that that Southgate House open mic mentality of let's have a band that's fun. The Duo Jets are a fun band. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's you know, there's no pressure in that band. It's yeah. all about getting together. It's bowling night for musicians. You know? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like that. That's phrase. a good thing to have, man. I mean, you know, when you're working all the time mm. musically and gigging and putting together these huge events, which I can't even imagine your Beatles shows much be like. Off the charts. They're off the charts. <laughs> <laughs> no, off the charts. I like that. You Always got it, number buddy. one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeff, can we insert uh, the drum sound? Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, but like having something that you can just kind of—I mean, I'm sure you bring excellence to it, but it's—it's it's just a little more laid back and fun. That's really cool. It's really fun. You know, Michelle and I—we had sort of just we're good, when she was moving to town, we were just like, let's just have a duet, and the. <laughs> the thing that we were sort of wanting to do as much as the music is be funny between the music, you know, hmm. because we're both sort of want to be comedians a little bit, you know, uh, kind of would like to have been on SNL and things like that. Yeah. And it's not uh, too late. <laughs> and so we have really incorporated that into what we do and we joke that we sing these really like heart-wrenching songs mm-hmm. and then we'll like talk smack to each other between the Laugh songs you know it, right. uh, but it's it's really such a great thing and then we pulled jeff on it because jeff was always coming to the gigs anyways so we're like well if jeff's gonna be sitting there he you might, might as, as well, well be work playing. right yeah that is like that southgate house yeah vibe. yeah and get so, up here you. yeah <laughs> so michelle you know she's She's a pretty decent drummer. She's just learning. She's new to drums. Oh, cool. And so, and I'm, I like to play bass, but I'm certainly not an accomplished bass player. So we like to, you know, all switch instruments mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. show what we can do. And then we brought in another friend <laughs> named Adam Schoen, who's a very accomplished bassist, who we've put him on drums too. So we're just all like round robining. I love that. If that's a word. That is sweet. That's and awesome. a lot of fun. I love it. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So. Musically, that's it, though. But then we've got a whole other world of our video production. I was going to say, so the Easy Mojo, we didn't <coughs> say at the beginning, but we're all about inspiring people and what inspires you and what lets you you know, live your creativity. And 
you know, music is, is a part of that, but you also have your own company. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to that and how it started? Uh, did it come out of your college days or did it develop it over the years? came out of a, a lack of finding a job when ah, we moved to Cincinnati. Yes. I, I hmm. was working at Mike's Music up Oh, up man. Yeah, you know, when okay. I, I got a college degree. Yeah. And my first job out of college was making seven bucks an hour at Mike's. You know, I, I got to tell you, the time, the, that time was amazing. It Mike. was a long time ago. I don't, doesn't want to make Mike sound like it's cheap. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, not, not at all. Good. No, no, it was a great time working there, I, you know. Yeah, but that was, that was that was the reality of the situation, you know. You know? It was the reality of the situation. You know, we're talking late 90s. Back when here, Cokes so, were... Yeah. <laughs> A quarter. Brad used to be a nickel, and <laughs> gas was. Are you kidding? I was rolling in it. I was thinking out of college when you make seven dollars an hour. We were we were Dude, both radio right. DJs before that, and my I was a midday disc jockey on a on a small market radio station. Not even college, but Buff in Cincinnati. College. No, in, in Athens, Ohio, oh, and, and, right, and yeah. my I was making five dollars and fifteen cents an hour. You're so like Mike, I'm, a, I'm doing all right. Mike yeah. was very generous, but still, you know, there's this point where you know you you. Uh, you, you know, you're thinking of your band. You're thinking of how can mm-hmm. I move on a, mm-hmm. as a, as a human being, and how can I not have to go and work in a cubicle? Which is what I was doing. So I was oh, the inspiration not damn. to be in that world. Yeah. Okay, we will. That company will remain nameless. Nin- <laughs> 1998 Cincinnati is very different than uh, this. You know, yeah, modern man. Cincinnati. You yeah. know, there really wasn't much opportunity here, and um, you know, I noticed yeah. from a recording perspective because we both have re- recording degrees. Um, radio wasn't working because you're just not making enough money. Uh, Misty tried to get uh, a job at several stations here, and it just you know, as soon as she got a job, you know, the station was bought out, and oh, so it was that dog eat dog mentality yeah. of the late '90s with radio mm-hmm. and uh, you know the rise of the bigger uh, mm-hmm. companies that own all the radio stations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that here we are empty-handed and, and a, a friend of mine said you know I, I know when you said you would go home during college you would go record school concerts you know, orchestras and choirs why don't you do that here and in a minute I was like my, my wheels started turning and mm-hmm. I started a recording company and that's exactly what we did we ended up recording all the school concerts mm-hmm. on on cassettes and uh, oh, yeah wow. we took $10,000 investment out and that snowballed into why are we not doing video let's do video oh, okay. why don't we have a recording studio yeah. let's start, let's and that came from the studio. clients like the high schools were like we yeah, want video basically. too or yeah okay. yeah the video oh my God, I love the recording it. studio so part awesome. was the personal passion right to, yeah. Want to and yeah what you have the credentials yeah. for and blah 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 mm-hmm. right but, and then that comes full circle and when we built the recording studio, that's where Daniel and I really met. And then we were recording yeah. his band, Tupelo Honey. And they yeah. were, you know, that, that album needs to be released, by the way. That's a fantastic It's not album. released? Yeah, meaning on, on Spotify, oh, digitally. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was about, I, we did release it, it's but released, it was before. But it's, yeah, CD, right? Yeah, CDs. That was, was that 2006? I have no idea. It yeah, all runs together. The first really time, the, so Daniel, <laughs> was. Daniel was in... We played together. In New it was like right, sense. right when I joined the the W Jama, mm-hmm. like right around I, that time. I saw frame, Daniel play that with, was. with 500 Miles of Memphis and nice. Tupelo opened up, but this was before. Is that at the Madison? It was. It was <laughs> ballroom, wasn't it? No, no, it was uh, in be- that stage in between the beer cellar and Hooters on the river. JB Finn. Oh yeah, JB Finn. We used to play there too. Yeah. Before I knew who he was, who any of the guys in in Secret City. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, Cincinnati. Oh, I remember staring at that stage between Beer Cellar and Hooters and go, someday we're going to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, uh, got the gig. Yeah. 
thanks for the walk down memory lane. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, video was incorporated. Into yeah. The so the video, you know, and 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 school concerts, you know, there's not much of a budget to to build a video company no. office. So we started doing all these robotic cameras. Well, uh, through through the years, the robotic cameras became better and better and better. Mm. And uh, now uh, the backbone of our business is doing live video for concerts. Oh, okay. We do both stages on Bunbury uh, every yep. year. The Bunbury mm-hmm, Music mm-hmm. Festival happens. We've got about 12 cameras um, uh, doing all the all the shots. And so we're mm-hmm, shooting mm-hmm. what's called IMAG. It's the video screens. So anytime you go to a, a live concert and you see you know, the screens on the side of the stage, we don't provide the screens. We show up with our cameras and shoot right. all that content. To right, right. Is. And uh, Jack Casino is another client of mm-hmm, ours. We do all mm-hmm. the... We just, shot everybody from Kenny Loggins to Snoop Dogg and yeah, everybody in between. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. and, and so what a perfect gig because, you know, that's not an, a nine to five gig. That's a gig no. where we come and, and we work our tails off and then we go home yeah. and then mm-hmm. we become musicians again. And, and you make that, you can make your own schedule after yep. a fashion. Yes, exactly. yeah. I love it. That's... it's. It's a, it's, it's brilliant, and you bust your ass too. Because I will, I will not forget um, one of the whispering beards that we were playing. Like you played, a, I think I saw you play a set or something happened, and then um, Misty is there the next, you know, band up, and she's like, a camera went down, and you're rushing out there, like <laughs> climbing up the scaffolding. Like this has been crap. my pretty much my whole career since <laughs> since since the newbie started playing festivals. Mm-hmm. You know. Jeff always is like, well, if we're going to be at the festival anyhow, maybe we could do their video services for them. Money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a few festivals hey, we can do that for. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, Double dippers. Lot, I'll never forget, <laughs> there, there was a time we were doing a Beatles festival and, and you know, we were, We've always had kind of elaborate costumes, and I had this all white suit. Ooh. And as I'm getting ready to go on and like tune my guitar, one of our videographers runs over and he's like, I can't get the camera three to work. Oh, so no. here I am in my white suit, and I'm like oh, no. climbing the scaffold, you know, <laughs> trying to get the camera to work and all this stuff. And I think, I wonder what the audience thought. Mm. <laughs> Is this part of the show? It's a very well dressed <laughs> crew member. <laughs> it's very. Classy. <laughs> Ironically, we were playing a gig in D.C. one time, and I also had a white suit on. And so it was like this tailored suit. Do you see a picture of, was it Mick Jagger getting married to Marion Faithful? Is that what? No, that, I don't think. Who I was, think. He's wearing the same. Bianca. Bianca, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, but anyhow, there's a picture of him in the limo with a suit on. So, you know, I was like, I want that suit. So he got it tailored, and, and, and a tailor made it for me. And then this torrential downpour happens in the middle of our set on stage. Oh, my Hermes. God. Like, oh no. And then the next thing you know, I'm climbing up a scaffold in the suit, pulling you know, <laughs> video cameras down. <laughs> yeah. Last time, we, I think I think maybe our age might be catching up with us because the last time we had a gig where we did video and played the gig, Jeff, at the end of the night, was like, I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. Right, yeah. <laughs> Got to start differentiating. That's a lot, man. Yeah. <laughs> That is a lot. And is, is it basically the two of you? Do you have a crew? We we do have some people we can okay. trust now, and so I think that's more the, the the next phase is you you know try to get to the gigs where you know you can hire people that that'll do the job for mm-hmm. you, and mm-hmm. and everybody wins because you yeah. pay them really well. Yeah, you know we've had this great jack of all trades in our life named Aaron Scott. He's a totally <laughs> just baller bass player. Nice, and he has he worked for us from the very beginning of the company mm-hmm. for many mm-hmm. years for over a decade. And uh, um, he was in a band called Chase Lounge. He's in the newbies all the time. Yeah, oh, he's cool. always been our backup bass player. Mm-hmm. Which he's he's so amazing. He's it, such a great player. Nice. But he's uh, he's our our big video guy. So even mm-hmm. though he has a, a full time day job somewhere else now, we mm-hmm. still call him on him for everything. Mm-hmm. And so he's 
We probably have spread them way too thin, but well, he's, he's record. He was recording an orchestra concert tonight, as a matter of fact. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That is cool. So we could be here with you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, and we appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks, Aaron. It's Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you, Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Good Lord, do you guys ever have any free time? <laughs> do you do vacations? Do oh, you... my God. We love to travel. Yeah. Good. Travel but, you know, so you I, make time for that. That's well, good. Yeah. We talk about advice. For, for me, it's, it, you know, if somebody says, I have a gig for you in, in England, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and what did we do to get that opportunity? But I, 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 th- I always say, like, I'll play guitar, and then and then someone says, "I like that you play guitar. Can you do that in my country, or can you do that in my area?" Yeah. And it, it, you know, and I was like, "Me, mean if I continue to play guitar, I can go to your country, or I can go to your area and cool. do stuff." So that's yeah. you know, yeah. for me, it's not as much about the money as it is is like keep if this is the thing that keeps me moving around the world and experiencing new things, then why would I ever give that up? Yeah, you know, saying yes to opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and then the and then creating the friends that you create with that yeah. also creates places to stay, uh, mm-hmm. connections mm-hmm. in in different areas. And so right. when you you know when we would go, let's say to the West Coast, there's a hundred people we could call and say, hey, we're going to be in your area. Let's hang out. Let's go to mm-hmm. dinner. And mm-hmm. I was like, you want to come crash? And stuff? Well, sure. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. yeah. Our, yeah you're our, building a network. I yeah. mean, that's mm-hmm. yeah. we we've we've let the party you know within us. Uh, it hasn't dimmed yeah. yet, mm-hmm. and so that the, that actually has gotten us a lot of really great friends over the years mm-hmm. from you know scattered to the winds. So um, you know, all you need is one boozy night with mm-hmm. somebody in Holland to be friends forever. Yeah, you know, and we have lots of people we can call on in that respect. So well, we're really and also lucky. think think about your you know if you do like mo- most people have a day job, our day job being our video company. Wh- how can you use that to your benefit uh, as a musician? Mm-hmm. So if, if we're scheduled, you know, we we just went down to Orlando, for example. If, if you're going to Orlando, can can you not tie in? A gig? Can you mm-hmm. not tie in something along like, the way? Do some research. Yeah, sure. it, right. Out. It, yeah. Maybe right. it's not going to make that yeah. much money. And a lot of times, you know, tra- touring is uh, cost prohibitive because yeah. you're going to go play to a venue and, you know, the band ends up making a couple hundred bucks. And how are you going to eat on that? Yep. Well, if you tie that in to your to your other job, then uh, you're killing two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. Like a band director, right. for example, you know, if they're going to Indianapolis to be in a marching band festival mm-hmm. and they're a musician on the side, why are they not booking a gig the next night in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, like a, a gig at a club Correct. or something. Yeah. 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 Sure. yeah. Look at your opportunities that you've got, mm-hmm. right? Like utilize right. that. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, don't think we're burning all the candles at all the ends because, you know, it, I'm pretty lucky that... <laughs> I mean, Jeff's genius is widespread, but he, the most genius thing he ever did was realizing that I'm not a morning person. <laughs> and he has provided a life for me where I don't have to get up with an alarm clock very often. Yeah, that's awesome. And so for me, as a creative person, and I can work hard as long as it's the hours that I can work hard in. Yeah. You know, and he's realized yeah. that. And he really kind of like tailor made this life that works for both of us really well. That's what it sounds like to me, and I mean, I, I'm just, yeah, it's it's really inspiring. Mm-hmm. It's very very inspiring. Something you just said, um, not the tailor made right before that, um, just creating your life. How did you, what 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 gave you the? What, what was that? We worked so hard for so many years that mm-hmm. I think that we realized that you can't keep it up forever. I yeah. mean, we really were working a full 40 plus hour a, 
in the office mm-hmm. and then working on the weekends mm-hmm. and having band practices and gigs. I mean, there was probably, what do you think, like an eight-year period where mm-hmm. we were just on the go relentlessly. Right. Wow. And we think, we look back on it and we're like, how did we get all this stuff done? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's youth. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can just do it when you're younger. Yeah. And, you don't yeah, need um, to sleep and right. Yeah. yeah. There, there was a time where, you know, I remember in May, May we would record a hundred school concerts. We had a hundred on the schedule. What? We had people in engineer engineers going out every oh my night. God. Yeah. And then we'd spend the next two months mixing, mastering and mailing and all these recordings. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was yeah. insane. And, and gigging and learning brand new Beatles shows and recording records like all at once. And we really, I think in the last five years, we've realized that we can't, quite keep that pace up anymore so we're having to be a little bit more choosy Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. you know i think there's a myth with creatives like the the whole lazy thing you know because we don't Mm -hmm. wake up at 8 Mm a.m that that means we're lazy and it's Mm -hmm. like Mm -mm. no what were you doing at four in the morning exactly (laughs) you know what i mean right yeah i've been saying that to people my whole life it's just different it's just your day starts later Mm -hmm. see i i I, I equate it more to to winning you know i think back to what you were trying trying to get at with how does it how does this happen uh how yeah. do you get into that um mindset of like creating a life that's comfortable for you hmm. it doesn't come without pain you yeah. know you, it doesn't come without sacrifice and right. we have gone through some hard times yeah and and i think the world in, in certain ways has a way of thinning the herd for you and mm, okay. you know there's certain things that'll come hmm. come along that's <laughs> Tell you know whether it could, you know not in our case, but like so you, you get too old to be able to lift equipment, for example. Yeah, you know yeah, the yeah. world will figure that out for you. I, mm-hmm. I I also think you know from from the pain aspect, there's a big secret to success with with uh, the with fear, mm-hmm. and the difference between those of us that are staying up till four o'clock in the morning versus those that go to their nine to five jobs is the ability to embrace the uncomfortable feeling of fear. I, you know, I hear I, so many people come up to me and say, I, I want to start my own business. I want to, you know, or I want to, I'm just going to quit my job and go out and be a musician all the time. And then what happens is they get this feeling in their stomach. And that feeling is the key right there. If if that feeling of uncomfortableness that wakes you up in the middle of the night and makes you, you know, gasp out loud and go, well, how am I going to pay the bills? If yep. you're sweating over that and then you go, okay. I can't handle this anymore. I'm just going to go back to my normal job. You failed yourself. You have to you have to embrace that uncomfortable feeling in your stomach and know that you're supposed to feel that pain. If you if you just say I'm feeling that pain and you move forward with whatever goal you set out to do and you have half a brain, you're going to succeed in this world at your at whatever dream you have. And so I've noticed that when we've started a recording company, we've done a band we went on on a on a, a tour recreating the Beatles Love album, where it was in the middle of our busy season as a production company. In February, we we were nonstop. We're all over the country recording all of these productions, and somebody said, "Do you want to go on tour and recreate the Beatles Love album?" And we'll go down to Miami. We'll go up to New York. And I started a new business in that I was waking up in the middle of the night with that feeling in my stomach. And I just remembered from back in the day mm-hmm. when I started my first business that I'm mm-hmm. supposed to feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know? So so that's the key. I think it's okay to feel that way. And, and you have to be willing to lose it all yeah, in a yeah. way. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the risk taking. Yeah. It, for, for me, I mean, I like to have a nice meal and have a nice pair of shoes and a yeah. nice guitar and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But I'm not afraid to lose it. <laughs> You know that mm. that if uh, you know if if like well, this tour he's talking about, I was willing 
to mortgage our house to go do it because it was going to be a large yep. scale tour and yeah, okay. big theaters, hotels, a huge cast. It was going to be like twenty people, mm-hmm. and big you know, production. And so, if we're going to be people putting this on, we have to be the people willing to take the risk financially because yeah. the people got to be, you know. Uh, they got to sleep, they got to eat, and mm-hmm. they got to be safe. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. and they got to get paid. Responsibility. Yeah. Re- rather there's a ticket sold or not. Yeah. You know, they're, they're giving up something to do this. Yeah. And I was willing to risk it all for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I wonder why um, I'm not, why I'm afraid of some things and not afraid of others. Yeah. Interesting. And, you know, yeah. Because I am afraid of a lot of things, but I've mm. never been afraid to lose everything. Wow. And I think maybe that's the key to, the reason we're able to keep on trucking all these yeah, years yeah but yeah i mean i, I would tell anyone who listen that if you if you have a dream and then you're afraid to embrace that dream because you're worried um about how you're going to make a living um and then you go back to your day job you failed you have to you have to embrace it you know and and hmm. and also i remember telling a kid at a, a music festival that i was in a um a choir program he was a bass player playing in the background for the choir and he was so good and I, I, I went up to him and I said you know if you I know bass players um, that are half as good as you are that are making um, making a living doing this so I said is this what you want to do he said yeah and I said okay just know if this is what you want to do there's going to be a period in your life where someone's going to say how are you going to make a living how, how are you going to eat how are you going to pay your rent you know and uh, if if they're throwing those thoughts into your head and then you, that's that's supposed to happen you know yeah. you remember behind the music all these vh1 <laughs> thing every single yeah. episode they always talked about eating you know cornflakes and living in a rat infested basement you have to go through that to to have success you have to starve yourself you know you have to give up everything unconditionally to go and 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 follow your dreams but to be fair we've yeah. we didn't have to live in a rat infested basement <laughs> we've we have we've had a lot of support along the way yeah. you know i mean we yeah. both have very supportive families which mm-hmm. you know you can't ask for something well, better than that i think you can that. be smart about it too yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of course right, of right. course but i mean we certainly lived in places where there were you know a bunch of people living in one house just mm-hmm, trying to make mm-hmm. ends meet and things like that but mm-hmm. i never felt like I was in danger or anything like that, you know. Right. And so right. having a, yeah. a strong network of either your family or your friends that you or another skill that and, you can fall back on yeah. certainly takes a lot of fear out of the equation. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what I hear is use your resources, whatever yes. those are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like that. Don't be afraid. Don't yeah, and as afraid. you build that network, you know, make it work for you. Mm-hmm. 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 Man, you guys are really smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we just talk a lot. <laughs> Some of it's bound to stick. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else is is coming up? So, you know, so uh, our big uh, show Memorial Hall is coming up Ooh, on the twenty seventh. Yeah. Memorial Down Hall OTR November twenty seventh over the Rhine, mm-hmm. Cincinnati. That'll be a few days after this airs. Yes, it'll be the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. Is it sold Holy out? Shit, not yet. Not yet. Days. So, Close. if you hear this the day it's airing. Go to the website. You better hurry up for Memorial Hall. We're, yeah, we're re- recreating the entire Abbey Road album. Damn, got got the strings and horns coming out that for that. Is awesome. And uh, you know, it's going to be a whole Beatles show. We've we've started this tradition. I think I, I'm hoping it's tradition. This will be the second year, but I think uh, in partnership with uh, 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 our John Madden John with Magus, yeah. ah. mm-hmm. and uh, and with Three uh, CDC, we're going to okay. try to do like an annual Thanksgiving Beatles celebration. And last year we did 
uh, a show called Here Comes the Sun where we do all the Beatles oh, songs cool. that have the word sun in it. It's oh, really cool. What? There oh, are a cool. lot of yeah. them, actually. Yeah, <laughs> there are. And then and then this year we're doing Abbey Road. Uh, okay. So I think we're going to try to do that every Thanksgiving. And, and that's all, always Memorial Hall? That's or cool. yeah. So that's far it has been. So you know, okay. it'd be great. It's a great space. room. Yeah. Yeah, great space. Yeah. yeah, we just played there with Crystal. It's you did. gorgeous room. I love it. It's amazing. It's magical. So we're yeah. doing that. Uh, then you know we're 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 doing a couple cruises. We're playing the nineteen okay. the seventies rock and romance cruise. Mm. Rock and romance. That's and then we're playing awesome. the flower power cruise. <laughs> okay, yeah. those are, those that are sounds three awesome. Three crazy big gigs coming up. Okay. And then, of course, we always have our um, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, gig we've been doing for I think this will be our 12th year mm-hmm. um, called Abbey Road on the River and it's in Jeffersonville Indiana which is sort of considered North Louisville oh yeah 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 and yeah. Uh, it, we've been doing this for ages and it's a really fun event oh, that, that sounds great that we've got to do over and over again so those are the big the big recommendations but you know as I was telling you guys before we started that we've been getting a lot of gigs to play in local bars recently uh-huh, which uh-huh. I love doing so yeah. I'm trying to figure so out how to work our schedule so we can get back on the horse with that too mm-hmm. yeah. especially that, if we're going to make a new record this I was gonna year. Say, is that going to be newbies or duo jets or everything everything, everything under the yeah, sun keep you know? it all going we we are we are not biased to you know whatever the however big the room is we'll we'll okay. make enough musicians fit in it. Make it work. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That is so cool. You still keep the acoustic duo gigs too. You know, like Misty and oh, I go out. Okay. We just played Pompilios. We do we play there every oh, once man. in a while. Man, Uncle yeah. Tom's uh, Tavern, whatever yeah, that Uncle front room P- is. Colonel Pomps. Colonel Pomps. <laughs> but you know, you go there and you play. That's you go back to that whole thing with uh, Southgate House and play mm-hmm. songs that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, back to the beginning. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, you want to does that? Out. Does that have a, a name or is that? We mis- just call mis- ourselves the two bees. Two bees. Two bees of the newbies. That's great. Two bees of the newbies. We just keep on trucking, man. We, I, we, we really just sounds we like don't it. know how to stop. I love it. I, yeah. I, seriously, I just can't be more thankful for the way that things have turned out. You know, I think we're, yeah. we're uh, knock on wood, but a, a well-oiled machine. Now we're playing music for our living. We're you know, if we're not playing music for a living, we're recording music for a living. Mm-hmm. We're shooting video with uh, some really cool artists. We get to meet some fantastic people around the world, and um, you know, uh, some big time musicians. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it's 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 cool to see that ninety nine percent of them, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of them, are just so chill and awesome and cool yeah. and happy mm-hmm. with their lives. You know, that's great. I always say this when I talk to people that if I was trying to throw a prior up to a higher power i wouldn't even have known how to ask for the life i have mm-hmm. you know i feel mm-hmm. so fortunate and i know a lot of it's wow. hard work and 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 luck it really is you know but maybe there's a little something more at play too i don't really know but um it it really is the most <laughs> unbelievable life and then we're not famous we're not celebrities we're just living a life that we've made we decided to live yeah you know and I just wish everybody could have that kind of opportunity. Yeah. Could figure out something within themselves that makes them special that they could right. use to be able to have a good life. I love it. That is so cool. Well, you guys have yeah. been a very inspiring story to have on here. Like, oh my just god, yeah, the most inspiring people. So <laughs> we thank you for the thank time. Thank you so yeah. much for taking time. Yeah, we really I, appreciate I have a quick it. aside. Uh, so your studio is in you know Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky area, mm-hmm. Greater Cincinnati Metro area. Mm. Are are is your space available if somebody wants to reach out to you and they want to do recording, or is that not in in not available at the moment? 
Well, not available at the moment, but sure, you know, we, we were always willing to take on projects. Mm, yeah. Uh, so the, uh, you know, we call it Studio Cozy because it's a very little comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you've it been is, down it there. Really, really it really, really is. cozy. Yeah. It's also our yeah. DBA. Yeah. DBA studio. Yeah. Good look at the. What's a, what, well, the, go ahead. Sorry. Good look at the city, though, when you're in your. Oh, oh yeah, man. Yeah. On that deck. yeah. 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 What's a, where's the best place, places to keep up with all your. Well, for our Beautiful company, uh, LifeboatDigitalMedia.com. Yeah, LifeboatDigitalMedia.com. You know, you, any quick Google will get you to us, uh, Lifeboat Digital Media. And then the newbies is uh, N-E-W-B-E-E-S. The newbies.com. The newbies, yeah, and then on, the, you know, social media, if you just search the newbies, mm-hmm. um, I think Instagram might be newbies band. You know, it's, we're pretty easy to mm-hmm. find. Twitter gotcha. and newbies. Facebook yeah, we're not really Twitter. From a musical <laughs> standpoint, Spotify, <laughs> Apple Music, go to Spotify, yeah. boom. Yeah, okay, yeah, Apple Music, that. all that goodness. Mm-hmm. We right are on. also on Spotify. Yes, we are. And Your podcast is on Spotify? This podcast is on Spotify. <gasps> and iTunes. Wow. I know, you right? big time. We're not right? just... Uh, it's, yeah. crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. We actually put it out. I know. It's weird. Yeah. I've heard that about you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> damn. Put that, see, check check that time. Another yeah. dun, drum. Jeff, do they ever let you talk? No. Oh, Jeff man. doesn't want to talk. That, I that is want to wait. Yeah. He doesn't want to talk. We want Jeff to talk. He doesn't want to talk. We threaten Jeff every episode that we're going to get him on mic. And, and here's what's crazy about Jeff is our Jeff Rickles is mm-hmm. we'll get done with the podcast and he'll just nonchalantly ask the guests like the best the question best yeah, know. and we're just always <laughs> like great it's like well, come on man <laughs> <laughs> maybe one day we'll get him on there somehow <laughs> we're gonna surprise Jess maybe the next uh, podcast we'll just be like you're the guest oh yeah, yeah. yeah. there you go let me hear what he has to say I gave the plan away there heard you some go. decent stories oh yeah okay yeah mm-hmm. man not tonight, but other times. <laughs> oh, well, again, thank you guys so much. Um, yeah, everybody check them out, the newbies. I would totally recommend the Beatles show coming up on November 27th. 27th. Memorial, Memorial Hall. Hall. Memorial Hall. If it's yeah. not sold out, but, yeah. uh, when this Don't airs. sleep on it. I would totally recommend getting on the 70s Rock and Romance cruise, too. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah those sound fun. Mm-hmm. How would they find that if they want to go on that? Uh, there's just 70s rock and romance crews. Uh, we, we're just playing with that. America, the band America. We're playing oh, with uh, Don Felder, the Eagles. Damn. We're playing with, uh, who else is on there? Todd Rundgren. Edgar Winner. Edgar Winner. Edgar Winner. Yes. Yeah. Uh, God, sure. So, oh, Jefferson Starship. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. All kinds of ones. It's yeah. Huge, oh my I've been on a cruise. Maybe this should be. That would be the one to go on. Then you can never go on any other cruise. Though. Yeah, you get to hang out done. with them too. I mean, they're they're very approachable. We did oh, the Flower cool. Power cruise last year, and mm-hmm. there's Cheech and Chong having dinner with us. You know, I yeah. actually got to sing with Cheech. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. We yeah. Might yeah. Have to Forget make a crafting show. your lifestyle and all that. <laughs> Tell us about this. I don't want to hear. But yeah, no. We need to have a stories <laughs> one. <laughs> stories from the road. <laughs> stories from stories from the, from the boat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for yeah, having us. This is really fun. It. Thank you all so much. We have Jeff and Misty Perholz with us tonight, and um, this was amazing. Newbies band, check it out. Yeah, Duo man. Jets, Lifeboat Digital Media, check it all out. You can find us at easymojobaby.com. Yes, give us that like and subscribe. Share uh, with pass your it friends. On to your friends, all those things, and help us spread the word about all these great people we've got on. Yeah. So that is it for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace.